It's everyone's favorite show about all things Utah. A show where four hosts, and sometimes a guest, discuss whatever they want regarding Utah, and mostly stay on topic. It's the new Utah Podcast, with your hosts, Bree, Chris, Jeremy, and Jessica. Episode 230 of the new Utah Podcast. Uh, it's uh, election season, bitches. You got a couple more days. The yeah. 23rd, right? That's, uh, mail in. Yep. So you'll be hearing this on the 21st if you're a faithful listener, the 22nd if you're not, uh, <laughs> and the 23rd maybe if you're hearing it past that date, you fucking missed the deadline. October 23rd is the deadline to register to vote. Um, and uh, please go vote, fill out your ballot, ballots, 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 fill out your ballots, drop them in a drop box, take them to the post office, um, go vote early at an early yeah, if you, voting station. If you didn't get yours mailed to you for whatever reason, early voting starts on the 26th and goes through the 30th from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. as far as I could tell. The ones that I... Got a whole bunch of places and yeah, you don't so, have to go to your own place. No, just go to voteutah.gov and put in your address just because it asks for it. Vote.utah.gov. Thank you. Vote.utah.gov. And then um, it just gives you a bunch of drop downs and you can hit the arrows and it gives you the hours, but it gives you a, like you can Google map it and everything. It's super easy. But that shit's heating up. And uh, yeah. Um, y- I dropped mine off this morning at 6.30. So did we. We dropped ours well, off at like, 5.30. Yeah, we, we beat you. It was closer <laughs> to 5.30 when we got out of the. It might have been 5.45. The, the drop box for us, the ballot drop is at the rec center that we go to oh, nice. for the gym. So we <laughs> just went to the gym and then dropped it off on the way home. Yeah, so I was really mine nice. last Saturday. Well, aren't you fucking special? Have you tracked it yet? No, I haven't. You, you should. should track it. You know, uh, the numbers out this morning, there is massive voter participation already. Like, like it's already breaking records. Like 6%, I think, already, which seems really low, but 6%. Over the weekend, it was over 22 million already. Yeah, well, I'm talking just in Utah alone. Oh, gotcha. Like 6% or something of ballots have already been returned, so... That's a lot. And I talked to Ben McAdams' campaign today, and they said that Burgess is up by a point in the last poll. So, yep, it's super close. Get out there and vote for the Ben. Bingley Institute ben released an article about it today. And uh, yeah, so definitely um, vote. That's the most important. And if you don't agree with us, that's fine. You're an idiot. It's okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, you don't have to agree with us. Um, you could vote for Trump and Burgess and. That's your prerogative. That's your right as as a voter. But just you vote. should exercise that right. Whoever it is you're voting for, just get out there and vote. This is a this is a big, very important election for sure. So, um, anyway, um, we'll talk more about that. We got a a big show with a, another group uh, today, and uh, we'll talk quite a bit about um, voting and politics and the election and all that crap uh, on this episode. It's it's going to be a very time-sensitive episode in a lot of ways, uh, but I think it's a, a valuable episode. Um, maybe we'll talk, uh, I'm hoping to talk a little bit about the progression of politics uh, in the state of Utah and where Utah's been and where it's going and that sort of thing. Um, but we didn't actually put any check-in items on here because I don't know that, I've, I've been really hyper-focused and busy and didn't do anything worth mentioning. We helped my brother move. That was the bulk of my weekend. Jess, though, I know. She didn't write anything down, but I know that Jess has a lot of shit that she did in Utah that's pretty awesome in the last week. 
wouldn't say it was a lot. It was just you posted like area. I think two hundred pictures on Instagram. At I least. didn't. No. no, that is a false. ninety because it was nine <laughs> posts. <laughs> okay, it was so ninety. It wasn't it obscene. I was like, I know all of them were like max number of pictures you yep. can put in a post. And there was, and I was like, holy shit, she's there's just she, that's nothing. I she's did like take the only thing in my face. But they were really cool pictures. I'm sure you they took were more awesome. than two hundred. No, it was about 200. So half of your pictures were of quality that could go up on the internet? No, I haven't posted. I haven't had time. I'm getting ready to leave again, and I have a cake, and I haven't even packed. So. Oh, that's a horrible <laughs> life. So what did you do that was worthy of 90 pictures on Instagram in like 10 minutes? Uh, I went down to Capitol Reef again uh, with some family. We, we camped at Thousand Lakes RV Park, and it was... It was awesome, but it wasn't. <laughs> the first few days, it was Wait, so windy. It's called Thousand Lakes RV Park? Yeah. It's it? just right outside of Torrey. So it's not in Minnesota, though? No. No, there's actually a thousand lakes down by outside of Torrey that you can hike to. There are not a thousand lakes. That, I don't know where it gets its five name foot, from. Five foot bodies of water don't constitute a lake. <laughs> there's no way. I don't even know if there's lakes up where it's at. Anyways, so it was so windy the first two but days. But isn't that Minnesota's catch line? Like land it's 10,000. Yeah. It's 10,000 lakes. Yep. Um, so camping at night was a little uncomfortable, but the hikes were awesome. Just because it, it was cold? No, we were prepared for the cold. It was so windy, oh. like ridiculously windy because the cold front was moving in. Um, but by Friday, it was it was perfect. Um, all of our hikes we did were amazing. We we hiked up to Cassidy Arch, which you don't actually hike to the arch. You hike on top of the arch. <laughs> but I didn't. Did you swing down it? Because you can't do that anymore. No, I actually didn't even go that far because it's slick rock that you have to walk on and I don't really like hiking on it. So, I tur- I mean, from where I was at, after I turned around, you could see it just fine. Um, I, I, was, I wonder what the landscape was like when Butch Cassidy was hanging out down there. Like, if it was easier to get to i don't think I don't it's know. probably changed that much no i don't know it's just, it was very interesting like you would have had to have done a lot of a lot of uh scaling that rock but and then we did a really cool one through this through this creek uh which nobody was expecting a creek because a lot of the reviews on all trails were like it was dried up and blah blah, blah. it was definitely not dried up and it was super fun <laughs> um and then we went rock hounding, and I went and ate at Hell's Backbone Grill again. And do you have a rock tumbler at home? Uh, my uncle does. My uncle's a, a science teacher, and oh. his like his, what science? Uh, like earth science, like elementary or middle school. Middle school. Yep, so he teaches down in in Orem, and he he collects a there's a lot of really rad rocks at his house. So we collected. A did, ton when, of agate. When it's you were, so awesome. Uh, when you were a kid, did you ever stop at like truck stops on trips and like <laughs> get like the tiger's eyes for your uncle? Like, oh, he would love this. No. I'm gonna take this to him. <laughs> Definitely no, because we he'd take us up to the mines. We actually went when we were little, and we got a big collection of pyrite, like nice. perfectly squared. It's pretty cool. That's so. really cool. You know where else you can get square pyrite? If you get those like dig it out gold um, bars or the the like dig it diamonds. Have you seen? those in like the toy section <laughs> no. it's like a brick they're like these bricks of like like shitty sand that is is formed hard around the center of something and the the catch is 
like one in so many of them have a piece of gold, have a gold nugget in them. Mm. And one in so many of the diamond ones have a diamond. Is it in like them. those pearls at like at the state fair that you have to dig uh, for? No, that's gross. Um, those are just clams that you should just boil and eat. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wouldn't eat those clams. <laughs> But but no, that's a thing. You they've got it in most of the most uh, most stores. It's like a kid's toy thing because it's all about the. It's got a little shovel and a little pickaxe, and you, you dig at dig it, dig for it, or you can set it in a tray of water, and the sand will just break apart, and you can just reach in and grab it. But it's like chunks of square stone, <laughs> and so there's like pyrite and some other. It's a bunch of shitty rocks basically that you could tumble and make look nice, um, but you have a chance. A chance of getting well. There was definitely not just a chance. We so we went about probably like four miles east of the entrance of a Capitol Reef and about half a mile south. And the hills that we went into were like immediate. Um, I posted a picture of one of them that was very transparent. It's so pretty, and it was just tons of that. And then also. Um, oh, I can't remember the name of the shells that we found, but it's basically Poop, like shells? ocean bed. Mm-mm, no, no, no frat guys. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was just it was just really cool to to do that and and have like immediate finds, and it's all different types of it was different types of agate too. That's cool. So that's cool. Yeah, it was way cool, and I had pie. I had Gifford House pie, which is what you go for. They were sold out. At like 11 o'clock in the morning. Did you get any uh, Fillmore mushrooms or beaver cheese? No, that's a di- that's the other way. Yeah, but you had to come back home. No, that's the other way. You didn't come home from there? No, you turn at Scipio. Oh, that's Capitol Reefs off of that, that uh-huh. turn out by Scipio. Yep. Um, yep. But we did yeah. meet a really cool guy in Loa that took us through his house that he's been remodeling. That's like 120 years old, this old seven-year-old guy. Did it was you, awesome. while you were in the Scipio gas station, because you have to stop at the gas station on the west side of the freeway? Correct. Did you go in there and get any of their giant jerky rolls that they have for, like, trucks that have their own jerky dispensers in them? No, they have They have bags of, like, jerky sticks, like... 200 jerky sticks in them. Like the licorice holder on Wayne's World? Yeah, it's basically like that, but <laughs> I think it's like one of those jerky oh. things that you see at the gas station counters, but I think people put those in their trucks. That's Truck cool. drivers do. So no, I didn't know that. No, but we did pet the... some pretty sweet belt buckles there, We did too. pet the Shetland horses that are there. Did you see the, the painted zebra? Uh, no, he was not there, unless he was in one of the houses. I don't, I don't think he's still painted anymore. Did you see the camel? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's there. And yeah. lots, and the roosters were really loud. The camel's always hanging out. What, but the horses, have... you can tell the horses are super accustomed to people, because they came, all four of them They're came like, up to us. Where's our food, and, motherfucker? And, so now you got Yeah, it. let us pet them. <laughs> well, it is a petting zoo, so I think most it of is. them are It is. It's closed, it. but, yeah. It's, it's closed, but they're still there, so you can just go pet them. Yes. Do Doesn't even have an ostrich there, too. Uh, I don't. I don't know. There's like You're three still... or four buildings, and I'm sure that a lot of it was. It was down. really windy on our way down, so I'm sure they were all all sheltered. It's always pretty fucking windy in that area, though, too. Well, and I asked the camp lady. I was like, "Does it always like this?" Because we had just driven through. Because it's right the camp place that we stayed at um, is they have campsites, cabins, and RV sites, and it's just right outside of Tory. And she said that normally in like at in the morning, like early, it gets windy, but then it dies down. Oh no! It was like my cousin and his kid went and slept in their car. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I I just want to know. I, I just want to know how the dude that set up that petting zoo got a camel. 
Because that's not a native U.S. indigenous animal. How did he get there's a There's not even... I don't even think there's a camel up at the Hubble Zoo. Yeah, and he's got there, one. Actually, there's not. And there's there's a bunch of damage at the Hubble Zoo from those stupid frat kids. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I don't know that we'll really talk about that. Just know that the fraternity uh, lived up to what a fraternity should be. And, and they trashed Hubble Fucking Hubble trashed Hubble Zoo. They bought the every single ticket to that Blue Lights. 150 tickets. And fucked up the yep. Blue Lights. Yep. Bastards. Uh, oh, I did think of something we did. Okay, so this, I just, I have to tell this story because I love Bree's mom to death, but I think it's interesting. <laughs> so, we, um, we go to Bree's mom's last night, we take her dinner. She's helping with my Halloween costume. I'm not gonna say what it is, uh, until after Halloween, cause everyone needs to be surprised. But we're, like, talking about how we're gonna finish it and do it and all this stuff. Uh, but we get there and it's like freezing fucking cold. Like, like the same temperature in the house else is outside. Yeah, like really, and cold, it's at like, like mid mid sixties. We're like talking like six 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 o'clock, six thirty at night. Yeah. So it's dark and know, cold. It is cold in your house. She's like, yeah, the furnace just doesn't stay on. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, what? I'm like you texted me to come fix your fucking computer that you turn an accessibility option on. And but said not that your furnace isn't your working. Furnace not working. So I've been fine. I got a space heater. I didn't want to complain. I'm like, mom. What do you mean you don't want to complain? You have. You're complaining that your laptop has some weird screen display thing. So she turned on some partial screen magnifier thing that like takes half of her screen to magnify where her cursor is. She'll complain about that, but not that her damn not furnace that the isn't working. Not working. So I'm checking her furnace and the she. <laughs> this is so I. Go look at her furnace. I like turn it on. I can hear it clicking on. I can see the element firing, but no heat, no ignition. No so smell I'm, of gas, nothing. So I flip the gas off and on and uh, try it again. No gas. I'm like, uh, okay, so clearly there's something wrong with the gas getting into the, the, the furnace. So she calls her next door neighbor, who's an HVAC tech. And asks him if he knows she anything goes, about furnaces. Monty, do you know anything about furnaces? And he and just he starts just laughing. Just laughing. We all start laughing. <laughs> He's like, mom, HVAC means heating, ventilation, ventilation and, and air conditioning. conditioning. Oh, so Monty <laughs> grabs his tools and he comes over and he's like, yeah, and he's checking the, the wiring and he cleaned off one of the heat, the, the flame sensors and stuff like that. And he's like, I think it's a bad gas valve because um, you can hear it trying to click on. It's getting power, but it's not opening up the gas line. He's like, call my brother. He's going to be able to get you apart. He's going to be here in Salt So he's, so he he's off on work comp right now. So he doesn't, he doesn't want to do anything like that. Um, so anyway, his brother comes out today and I guess it's a circuit board but the whole point of that story was her mom will text us because her laptop is not working <laughs> at the optimally but she won't text us that her furnace isn't working because she's afraid that she'll be bugging us she doesn't want to complain so she'll, she'll my eyes are rolling into the freeze back of to my death head right and now. die at night but, but she, a damn it of her no computer shit. doesn't work that would have been broken until it was snow on the ground and we'd come in and been like mom it's 60 degrees in here what the <laughs> fuck that thing would have been broken that long she would have went she would have went and purchased more space heaters before telling us <laughs> but she'll call me about her fucking laptop like the second it happens i get a text when she deletes the internet Hey, so uh, our friend Tom sent me a message from OurDivorce.com uh, the other day. Um, 
and I guess he wanted he wanted us to clarify because we've been talking about their prices a whole bunch, and right. he talked about their prices, um, and we talked about it starting at one ninety nine and moving up and moving up and moving up. Well, they've made a decision with how big this has been that it's going to be two ninety nine, uh, and it's just going to stay that. They don't really have any plans to move it up from two hundred ninety nine dollars a month. That's good because at one time they were talking three ninety nine, yeah, four ninety nine, five ninety nine, all better than twelve to thirteen thousand dollars. Let's not forget that. Um, they he said they did something else though. He said that they noticed that a bunch of their customers or prospective customers were hesitant to pay before starting the process because. Um, they didn't want to drop a credit card on something that's unproven, right. which is, I mean, they're a brand new company and it's just like a really weird out of the box idea to have people complete all the divorce paperwork online without an attorney in an amicable setting um, and save thousands of dollars. But you still don't, you're like, oh, is this really going to work? I don't want to pay money. So um, also because they don't know, you know, how long the process is going to take to do everything because of how the couples are and stuff like that. Right. They've changed now to being a post-pay solution. So they're very much like that TurboTax model. Where right. You can actually go through TurboTax and fill everything out, go through all the difficult questions, and you don't actually pay until you're ready to have your taxes filed sent. by them. Right. Until you're ready to get them filed by them. And at that point then... That's when they're going to have you pay that two ninety nine or or uh, whatever the cost is. It's going to be two ninety nine. I shouldn't say whatever the cost is, um, which I thought that's a lot of that's that's a lot of confidence in uh, in your ability to deliver on your stuff, yeah. right? To be able to let people go through that entire process, put all of their information in, and then to get the paperwork is is two ninety nine. That's pretty fucking slick. Um gives people an opportunity to kind of test drive, I guess. So I think that's pretty awesome. That's a pretty cool deal. I uh I mean, I've never been divorced, so we talked about it. Bree, by the way, last week, remember how I was like we're not gonna get married so we don't have to get a divorce. Uh-huh. Yeah, I haven't lived that one down yet. <laughs> I really wasn't thinking about the repercussions of it uh, before, but uh, I don't think I'm going to live that one down for a little while. She's like, you said you didn't want to marry me. <laughs> and so... That is not what happened I at mean, all. It kind of is. No, it's not. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I like those guys a lot. I'm, I'm uh, glad to see how successful they are. A um, lot... So I still, I actually still see their shit on I, TikTok randomly. And like I like that they're willing to listen to the people that are interested. Like they're taking the time to develop. Yeah, they're listening their brand to their brand and, and and hear what their customers need. I mean, hopefully they don't get like that that kind of brand loyalty. Maybe it's more like brand loyalty of like real estate agencies where, um, you know, like we're really loyal to our real estate agent once every 10 years, but like <laughs> we, we're not going to sell our house probably ever. We've decided. And like, we ask him for comps and I always give his name out to people. It's Adam, by the way. Yeah. yeah but awesome. Adam Larson, by the way, unsolicited advertisement for Adam Larson, um, with Larson realty, I think is the name Larson of the and company. company, Larson and company. I don't know that people have to add weird shit to their names. Um, it's his, him and his brothers, but it's a, it's a really good real estate firm and he always does stuff for us super fast. And I'm telling you, we're probably never going to use them to buy a house. So I'm hoping <laughs> that that's what Tom's business is going to be like, that OurDivorce.com is going to be one of those businesses where people refer others to all the time, but don't have to use it more than once. Because hopefully once you get that first divorce, you just go, fuck marriage. 
<laughs> or I guess that means I'm not marrying you again. Or you get it right the second time. But even Tom didn't get it right the second time. So. <laughs> um, anyway, I thought that was interesting. I thought I'd bring it up with you guys. So we're going to do uh, something a little bit different this week. Um, it's, I mean, it's just our show, right? Uh, we have, so JC Carter, uh, and JM Bell, uh, the two of the hosts for the left show are going to join us because this, like I said a little bit earlier, is our big kind of pre-election extravaganza episode. And they're used to only talking national, so it's going to be really awesome to have them talk local politics yeah, so with us. We're going to try and touch base with them and talk um, a, a, a bit about politics in general in the, in the state of Utah, uh, about the Democratic Party. Um, we'll try to get into constitutional amendments, and uh, maybe we'll we'll be able to touch on judges. Um, I do want to preface uh, everything that we discuss with these guys. I don't know if we'll even get to this while talking to them, um, but I, I want to say... Um, you know, go to vote.utah.gov. Um, if you just go straight to that site, um, it's, it's going to answer any questions you have, where you can vote, when you can vote. So there's some, some, some big buttons on the front page. There's six of them and there's a bunch more crap down below. But on those six buttons, um, if you've already registered or, or if you're going to register in the next day or two, uh, if you've got your ballot and you're not sure, you don't know what the fuck to do with judges or the amendments and you want to read through all that stuff, if you click learn about candidates and issues, it's the third button. Looks like two people. You put in your street address, uh, and, and it will tell you based on your ballot specifically everything that's on there. Um, and it's a real interactive site. You can read profiles for every candidate. There are some candidates that don't do the bare minimum and don't put profiles in. I've, I don't vote for people that don't put their profile. If you can't even be bothered to put a profile, then what kind of candidate are you? Republican. <laughs> no, no, there are Democrats, a them. lot of Democrats who do it. Um, but uh, the judicial stuff in particular, it's a really good site. Um, if you go to the state or local judicial areas, if you have local judicial people, every one of them has a read profile button next to them. When you click on it, it takes you to judges.utah.gov, specifically to the page that has all the info that you want. Uh, so from uh, retention voting to their scores compared to their peers to comments uh, and, and survey responses on how many people say they should keep them, it's the best resource to actually figure out who the fuck your judges are in Supreme Court and appellate courts and everything like that. This is where you want to read about your amendments because they don't, they're don't they not always clear exactly what they're about on the ballot. So you don't want to just go with the description that's on the ballot you want to make sure that you read those, especially if you're going to have to go vote in person. And there are f usually on most amendments, if they're if they're controversial at all, they'll have a for and an against and rebuttals on them that you can read through. It's definitely worth your time to understand what they say. We're, we're for sure going to talk about the amendments. Um, we probably really can't talk about all the judges. There's a fucking million of them, and it varies depending on what. There's 60 statewide, yeah, by the way. Yeah, and that depends on what county and what state and what locality you're in, even. There's probably 20 to 25 on my ballot. To yeah, so yeah, there's, about that. there's a bunch so of appellate court and Supreme Court judges, and, um, you know, like Jess has different judges because she's in Utah County versus yep. Salt Lake County. Um, so really pay attention to that stuff. Go read, like a lot of times, especially for like county council or city council races, they're not doing a lot of campaigning. The best place to find out about them initially is just go read their profile. You can see. And do some about. digging. A lot of the judges are uh, adjunct professors at colleges. Mm -hmm. Um Like I went and checked for at least two pages of Google just to see if there were any 
and news ar- yeah news articles there are a couple and that is which the- i had already planned on not voting them in anyways but that's a huge advantage to voting by mail is being able to take the time with your ballot in hand to For actually sure. do that stuff and yeah. be informed. Yeah. So that's what I would stress the most. But we're gonna we're gonna catch up with these guys now. Uh, oh, hey, also there's in. somebody, and I can't remember what he was running for. If it was the assessor, treasurer, I, it was one of the two. And his website, one of the very first talking points is that. Abortion is the Holocaust of our era. Oh, my God, era. yeah. I saw, we saw that, too. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what the fuck did you put that on as a treasure for? Yeah, like, come on. We we went, like, what? I don't think I don't think the county auditor needs to be talking about yeah. fucking abortions. Um, but anyway, yeah, so, so definitely use those resources. Vote.utah.gov. So this week, we are joined uh, again by J.C. Carter, who was with us a, a few weeks ago. We just love J.C. so much. He had to yeah. come back. Um, and Yay! we actually... We bought J- brought JC's boss along with us for the ride this time. Oh, uh, is that- <laughs> Jeff, welcome. I dig that. That's that's, <laughs> that's fucking awesome. <laughs> I know that's going to come up on the show next time. He's going to be like, "Hey, this is uh, this is JM Bell, uh, the boss of JC Carter." <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a Scottish lord now. He's already a laird. That's right. That's right. He's already exactly. an admiral. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I can't. I, he's just always outranking. That's all there is to it. I own a couple of parcels of land up in uh, Ireland. Now. Oh yeah, that's from, from that Lafroig from, from drinking Lafroig. Lafroig, yeah. You got what? What one square foot for every bottle you bought? Yeah. So yeah. Except like, for that's not Irish. It's Scottish. It's no, Scottish. But, you would have gotten it in Isla, not in Ireland. Oh, yeah. Ireland. That's right. Yeah. yeah I, I, the the Isla Isla, yeah. which is uh, Gaelic for island. Yes. But did that does that make me a lord as well because yep. I own land? Yes, two square feet. From two or three square feet. Any 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 amount of land owned by someone makes them a laird. Yes. Oh man, not a so, lord. There's I'm a difference. A, yeah, a lord is a, a different p- thing, but a laird you would be a laird. Yes. I'm gonna get a placard. So you gonna stand on your one square foot? Mm-hmm. I've got a couple now. You think, got a get, feet. <laughs> you think I can get them to pull them together if I like call? Some number and, and go all <laughs> it's, on it's them. probably like naming a star after yourself. It doesn't really mean anything, but that's my star right there. Uh-huh. But you paid someone a lot of money to do that. It makes you wonder if you know in the 23rd century and the Star Trek Starship Enterprise is out in space. They're like, well, there's a uh, there's Star Bob Jones, passing <laughs> 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 <him> right now. <laughs> Do have any it's life my, around it? I hope not. <laughs> it's my favorite star. you know if lower decks doesn't make that into a joke they're missing out i need to write a letter (laughs) (laughs) so uh but uh so we talked to jc a couple weeks ago uh jc is is part of a couple podcasts and uh jm bell is actually uh also a part of brother bell brother bell yes you go by laird bell Laird Bell. Laird, brother Laird Bell. Just fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just waiting for like the list of titles to come out that he's just going to put. Just create a business card that has all your titles. Sure. <laughs> no, I'm definitely going to do that. That's a great fucking idea. <laughs> no, one, the, the business card business is suffering. No one buys them anymore. I do. I get, I get, I get wild ass uh, hairs and just go, oh. I will I will do a business card and I'll sit down and design it and I have a printer down in San Diego that I love and and I will print off 500 copies and they'll go in the fucking closet and I'll never touch them again. And we never touch them. <laughs> you got to keep those small businesses going. Yeah. I got uh, I got suckered into Moo 
And so every now and then I'll get a Moo email that'll say, hey, we'll give you five free business, business cards, cards, something like that. And it's like, you know, I could update the business card. I don't ever, you know, I, I could easily, I could get like 5,000 of them from Jeff, from his guys in San Diego, but then I know they just go in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> we did, uh, I guess when we started the show, fuck, 11 years ago? 11 years ago, yeah. Half years ago? Um, I did I did basic cards for everybody for the left show. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then printed a thousand copies um, for each of them, and they were delivered in these giant uh, baseball bat size boxes. I expected to get a little box of business cards, like when you go and work for a new company, and they give you your business back in the day when they give you your business cards. And yeah. I expected like a little box of a hundred. I get a box as long as my arm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. How am I going to give give any of these away? They don't even have any of my information on them. They're just business cards. <laughs> I think that's probably the most I've spent on any employee of the network since. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that last you a good four years, at least. Four. They're still there, right? Eight or nine hundred of them. Yeah. 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 More like forty. <laughs> you start putting them under people's windshield in their doors when you go to parking lots and stick them in the door. I, I will say I use our business cards a lot more than I use my own business cards for my personal businesses because I'm handing out our cards all the time for potential guests. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's about it. That's what they're for. That's yeah. what they're for is to promote it. We only went one year to the Democratic National Convention and we handed out cards. Of course, they kept asking us what station we were on. Yeah, that's uh, your favorite. That should have been your answer. Yeah. Your favorite station. I don't get that. All of them. Yeah. That seems to have started to go away. I think people start to understand what podcasts are because all the major radio shows are also posting their yep. shows as podcasts now. So they, they figured out they figured out what the internet is. It's not yeah. just oh, a series God. of tubes. K- KSL <laughs> has been able has figured out how to monetize the whole thing too. Now mm-hmm. they they go fine little podcasts so they can throw extra ads on them yep. and pay them nothing. Yeah. Yep. No, that's absolutely, I mean, in, in, I mean, you go back to when I was working at KSL, um, it was basically just one hour blocks that they would, they would just grab and throw up and call it a podcast. So you had all your commercials on there. My show always started with a five minute commercial break, you know, and, and ended with five minutes of commercials and, and they, they, swore it was a podcast and it used to offend the hell out of me and this was before we were even making this is when i was just doing terrestrial radio then uh we started doing the podcast and you know it it took a while before i even wanted to put psas on mm-hmm. you know felt dirty <clears throat> now <laughs> it does feel dirty you do a lot of psas now though don't you <clears throat> we well, do. it's, ad, it's ad council psas so you know and yeah. they're sanitized for our listeners yeah <laughs> For your protection, it's they are. They, they are. It, it is. It is. It's. 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 It's safe podcasting. There's a certain amount of work that goes into hunting down sponsors, and I've got neither the time nor the fucking energy to do it anymore. I mean, it's, it, we did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, for Utah podcasts, I mean, we were around. I mean, I did the first one called it the the broadcast, and did that 14 years ago. Um. And we would do we would do one once a month. Uh, it was myself. It was Jason Williams from KVNU uh, that we also get from time to time to do a little side off called the sidetrack. And and you know it it's been there's so many fucking podcasts now 
that I've watched our audience dwindle to a number that I just fight for um, just with SEO. And I don't have time to run after sponsors anymore. You know, I also have to pay rent and bills and, and buy food and things. So I'll be an adult. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah we we all, we got into podcasting for the money, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think most people got into podcasting for the hobby, and then if money came along with it, great, and made it so it was less expensive. Well, well just I like because I was mad at a radio station. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, I've heard the story before. Well, um, and it, it seemed like that was the thing to do back at the time because it it seemed like everybody who got uh, dismissed from whatever local station whether it was a radio station or television station we're starting up podcasts or youtube channels and so the day that jeff said he won he won the thing and i said he said hey i said hey you won the thing goes i just got fired and i'm like so you're gonna start a podcast (laughs) (laughs) and and now here we are 11 years later later, later, we had a podcast yeah two podcasts Hmm. well three three active and we've had we have what how many six or seven under our belts yeah we do we do the left show on mondays mm-hmm. we do we do the world's greatest comic book podcast on tuesdays uh we do a little clarity on thursdays uh if jason up in logan you know remembers that we exist which he sometimes forgets we do the sidetrack on wednesdays um and then we've got two more that are seasonal um and then one that should be coming back here pretty soon uh, yep. with uh, Tom Cheevers, uh, we, and we've got mm-hmm. uh, Mansplaining, which is coming back uh, right after the Christmas break, and uh, Tell Me a Story, which is coming back after the Christmas break as well. So I'm busy. <laughs> That's amazing. So, like, are are you personally involved in creating and producing every single one of these shows, or is this just part of the, the network? I do everything for all the shows except for a little clarity, which she records, and then I edit, do do the website stuff, do the graphics package, you know, get it all up every week. So I produce that. He one. does all the work. She just does all the talking on that yeah. one. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. And That's we had cool. that. We had that with uh, Geek Therapist, um, where they did all the. They did all the recording, and then oh, we. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, we had Aaron and yeah. yeah, yeah, and we did that. Um, and Jeff did all the work on the, you know, the the edit, the editing and everything on the side. Well, not, I guess, the audio portion. Yeah, of it. they'd record it and shoot it over, and I, mm-hmm. I did the the website, the graphics, the SEO. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, spent the fucking money on the advertising. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's when it's out of pocket, it is out of my mm-hmm. pocket, and and. I don't. I don't buy ads like I used to. I used to go kind of nuts. I had three, four hundred bucks a week back at the beginning, um, and just built up an insane sized audience that we, like I mentioned, we've just lost. Most. Well, I would. I I'd guess the ads were a lot cheaper back then too. Oh man, ten bucks on Facebook would get you would get you ten thousand to twenty thousand hits. Yeah, so ten, yeah. Ten bucks on Facebook gets you like five hundred views now. Yep, if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they keep billing you afterwards, even though you're, you've turned off the ad. <laughs> <laughs> they sure try. They yep. sure try. So what do we yeah, do? We, why are we here? I have no idea why we're here. I, I just, John said, hey, do you want to hear yourself speak? And I was like, yes. Every day. You have like fucking 20 <laughs> podcasts. Of course you want to hear yourself. <laughs> uh, well, we do around this time every year. So we've been doing this 
this thing for about four four years now, a little over four, four years. Four and a half this week, actually. Um, and we even did, I mean, we did, when Misty Snow ran last general election, um, we did a special podcast with her for like fucking four or five months. We did seven or eight episodes with her, uh, long form discussions on her different views and stuff. But we, every year we try to, to do a show that's really kind of dedicated to the ballot, uh, as it's real close to election time so that we can, uh, just inform people of how and what to think and, um, how to vote, uh, mm-hmm. appropriately. Um, so we thought, uh, what better folks than you guys to talk about some of that stuff. I know, uh, you both are very uh, politically active in some ways, uh, and you certainly, I mean, your whole fucking podcast, your main podcast, The Left Show, is all about it, uh, you know, in a sense. It's not as local, but so we thought we'd invite you guys on and see if you wanted to uh, go through some of that stuff with us. Well, uh, vote Biden. <laughs> <laughs> vote early, vote often, as they say in Chicago. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it really gets down when you're looking at you're looking at state candidates. Um, you know, I'm obviously even though I, I have forsworn uh, and am permanently, I think, on strike from from working with the Democratic Party, especially in Utah. Um, you know, <laughs> I still swing left. Uh, I have the if you would like, uh, you know, a viable third party which I think would be great, then you need to build a viable third party. And right now the closest to that is libertarian, and that's terrifying. Well, we, knew, we have this new one that popped up, this Utah whatever party, and they – I don't even know what their platform is. Is it the is it UUP or UPP? It's like United Utah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and United the United Utah Party, um, that's basically a – from what I can gather, a bunch of Republicans that the Republicans don't like. Yeah, they're Republicans who don't want to deal with the hardliners that that tend to dominate the conserv the the base here in uh, especially the Utah County base, which are are all hardliners. I was going to say there was only one one candidate in that party on my ballot down in Utah County. Yeah, there's a few more up here in Salt Lake County. I think they're getting around, but but you know it's. Basically, you have when you break down local parties, when you break down state parties, um, you start with the fact that there was a bill in 2004, uh, the McCain-Feingold bill, that basically destroyed the power structure of a state party. State parties used to have mean something. They used to have, you know, a, a sack, as it were. And, and McCain-Feingold gutted them and made federal elections harder to participate in, especially from a local level. So when you move forward with that, the state parties have been losing ground year after year after year to where can anybody right now name the 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 chair of the Utah Republican Party? Nope. Nope. Yeah, because fuck that guy. I don't know. Who the fuck <laughs> is. You know what? You know what? I heard I did hear their name and I cannot remember it now, but I did yeah. hear their name. Right after they got elected in, because we have a friend, a mutual friend on Facebook, who's a diehard Republican Party dude, and he he posted it up, and I saw it. I went, "Oh, there's that thing I didn't know and don't need to know again," and forgot all about it afterwards. Well, of course you did, because there's no reason to. I mean, the only reason I know that Jeff Merchant Mm -hmm. is the chair of the Utah Democratic Party is because I'm upset, you know, with the performance of the Utah Democratic Party. When when you got nowhere to go but up, you know you got a punch, right? And, 
there's been very, very little punch this year, you know, especially on a year when you can't, you can't get the unions out to go door to door to tell, you know, to, to talk about candidates. You got to be making some noise. You got to be flapping your arms and, in 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 calling some attention. And honestly, you need to be filling the ballot. And we didn't even see that this year. Oh, um, so many no. empty spaces. So many empty spaces. We have we have we have state positions that don't have a Democratic candidate. Yeah, we have oh, one state. Had... We have a state position running unopposed completely. Because, I was just thinking about yeah. that today because I'm down in Utah County and my representatives both ran unopposed. And I hate both of them, and so I didn't vote for either of them. So <laughs> that's that's a protest with undervote. We talked we talked the last time I was on how I've been involved in scouting and stuff over the years. One one of the requirements we had for a scouting thing was to have a local uh, represent a local government representative come and talk to the troop. And I I tried getting Jim Debacus to come, but Jim is notoriously flaky. And uh, his assistant didn't. He his his his, his excuse was his assistant didn't put it in his uh, his his uh, schedule. Anyway, uh, horseshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, somebody in the troop said, "Well, I I have a brother-in-law who could come," and I'm like, "Fine, bring him." And they, he came down from Bountiful. He was more than happy to come down. He was Republican, but the one thing he said that stuck in my that just stuck in my ear and stuck in my craw was that, "Oh, the Democrats will put up a candidate, but they're not really serious." That's how they think about the Democrats. That's how the Republicans think about the Democrats is there. We don't put up serious. We're not serious about this. And I'm like, we need to get serious. We need to get in their face and show them how serious we are. And we don't. Well, Again, no. and that's yeah. that is the that's the, the purpose of a state party is to use those off years to build the narrative and the story of what needs to happen on election year. And that is where we fail. You know, I I am not allowed to talk about it because uh, I I had to sign an NDA, which drives me fucking nuts. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I was running a very serious multi-million dollar gubernatorial campaign in 2016 um, and and doing my best to to coordinate with other not only the statewide candidates of which we made sure that there was one, you know, in every fucking office uh, running. Mm-hmm. But inviting some of those candidates, you know, to share office space, to pool resources, to do all these things that the state party won't do. To pool has- resources, to 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 bring messaging all on the same level. So everybody comes out with the same messaging, which is another thing that never happens. So, yeah. 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 So I did all that and then, you know, got my ass fired. Yeah. You all saw how <laughs> that. I mean, it really was. I pissed off. I pissed off the money. Because mm-hmm. the money was like, I want my people working there because they've figured out a way to make money on Democrats losing. And I'm like, no, I'd like to try to fucking win this year. And boy, did that really super piss people off. So the state mm-hmm. party exists for no other reason than to tell the story of why Democrats aren't the fucking joke that Republicans mm-hmm. pretend they are. You know, when the Libertarian Party has more sway in the state than the Democratic Party, there's obviously a problem with balance. When when the when the fundamental fundamentalist Republicans start up their own party and it's got more fucking say in what goes on, <laughs> there's a huge problem. And and instead you have the same pool of chuckleheads that that get their guy elected. They do very little work. And then they have a mad scramble the last three weeks to a month of the election before an election. And then they pat themselves on the back and they go, Hey, we only lost 5%. It could have been 10. Yay for us. It's like, it's like, 
it, it's the most frustrating thing to watch because I've I've mm-hmm. I've watched the parties like in Colorado where they do the work and they put in the work, you know, and they flip a state. They flip the state in three election cycles. You know, mm-hmm. we can't get the Utah Democrats to plan ahead more than 15 fucking minutes. Well, look, I mean, just look at last general election. We have a guy in Evan McMullen that almost out out uh, performed Hillary Clinton in this state. That's yep. that's insane. Yeah. That's insane that you have a, a unaffiliated third party person that's not even ca- that's almost capable of overtaking a, a Democratic candidate for for president. There's no narrative. There's yeah. no narrative. You got this year. Here, I'm going to do a segue. You ready? So this year, running for governor, you got- says it's not a segue if you have to announce that it's a segue. <laughs> no, no, he has to. He has to announce it because I have to brace myself for any segue. <laughs> you, got ready. Here, you got this guy, Chris Peterson, running for governor. You know, he's young, he's smart, he's hungry. He's got good messaging. Um, I'll throw out there that I think that his graphic design was not quite on point and probably because I didn't get hired to do it. <laughs> That's exactly why. Hey, guys, font discipline is a serious part of electioneering. It really is. I know it sounds funny, and I know that I'm I'm like a weird font savant, but there's a professional look. And I feel like we should be don't friends. Don't use Comic Sans. Well, definitely don't use Comic Sans. <laughs> don't mix Sans in, 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 in you know. In, <laughs> don't mix Sans and Sans Serif. You know, don't mix Sans Serif and Serifs together. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mix calligraphy fonts with, you know. <laughs> if you're going to use a serif. Ariel. Ariel. Yeah, definitely. Ariel. The, the, yeah, it's, it's ooh, Helvetica. No, but everything, no, every, what is, what's, everything now is what Calibri, because that's what comes with your, with your Windows yes. machine. Yeah. And Veranda. And Veranda, yeah. No, seriously, if you're going to use, if you're going to use a serif font, use that one. Don't. Mm-hmm. Mix them up. That's what I was going to say. Keep, keep it consistent. You can do like bold or italic something. Okay. Italicize something, but yeah, 12 different fonts yep. doesn't help. Now I'm being an asshole to Peterson. Now I like I like him and I like his message. And when I was watching the, you know, the gubernatorial debate, I think he did a really, really good job. You mm-hmm. know, I think that it was smart for him to do this weird commercial with Cox. I think mm-hmm. it was too. That was a really good ad piece. Oh, I mean, it gave him broader appeal than anything he's been able to afford so far. It's fucking awesome, you know. And and I'll bet you there were ten goddamn people with checkbooks telling him not to do it. And and so you know this guy could have performed v- really really well um, as far as where numbers and polling go at this point. I'm not you know who knows Spencer Cox. Maybe COVID will have something to say in Utah. I don't know. Maybe. I doubt it. The Utah voter is the, one of the dumbest creatures on the planet. And, and you know, <laughs> had we spent the last four, eight, 12 years building up the narrative, you know, that, that, well, there's a lot of really good Mormons that are Democrats. There's, you know, not that I give, I don't care much. But... <laughs> We had a guy. We had a guy back in 2006. Uh, it was a former BYU quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. Had been a stake president twice. Had been a bishop three times. Had served two fucking missions in his old age. And of course, his his mission when he was. A, he, I mean, he had the bona fides of a seriously perfect Mormon. 
Mm-hmm. He was a Democrat. And the reason that he was a Democrat was one of the reasons that I've always been a Democrat. And that's when Democrats are running the show, more children eat food. And that's important to me. That is one of the, the basis on which we are is you can call both parties, you know, the same. But when Democrats are running the show, more poor people can fucking eat. Yep. And, 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 you know, we, when he and I got along that way, even though the, the, there was no reason for us to be friends, but <laughs> he, it was leaked to the Deseret News that he was going to run. He went to church that next week, was called a baby killer, was mocked, um, you know, was yelled at, was accosted in the parking lot after a sacrament meeting from people that he had been their bishop twice. He had been their stake president twice. He had run the farm that he lived on since his dad had passed it off to him in the 70s. He was he was community stature. And there's no atmosphere for him to, well, frankly, come out of the fucking closet. And that is the job of a state party, and that is what our state party has failed to do since the fucking late 70s. Yep. Yeah, they've been really bad. They've been really bad. I was looking earlier today at uh, just the history of our uh, gubernatorial elections over the, I don't know, since we've become a state, basically. Yeah. Uh, and even our presidential even our presidential elections, we just don't vote Democratic ever. Uh, we no, did back since the ERA and Roe versus Wade. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Those were the I think those were the big times. Twice in Utah's history, we voted Democrat. I think. No, it's been more than that. There's a big chunk of time in like the 1920s and all the way through like the the 40s that we were voting for. Uh, Democratic well, that's that's when the Democrats were the conservative party, and the yep, Republicans was... were more like the liberal party, and then uh, they flipped. Thanks, Strom Thurmond. Uh, they flipped. And uh, you had the the, the uh, Northern Yankees, um, and not not the baseball team. Uh, they basically <laughs> they basically took over the Democratic Party, the the National Democratic Party, and and stopped being racist. Uh, that drove Strom Thurmond and the Dixiecrats out and over to the Republican Party. Um, and the Republicans were happy to have him because they were winning elections in the South. And so it didn't matter to them what 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 they you know as long as they could win it as long as they could win seats in the south they started winning seats in the south. Um, and that's what that's where we flipped, and that's when and then we had um, an apostle at the time, uh, one Ezra Taft Benson, who uh, decided that he really liked the messaging from the John Birch Society, of all things. Jeff and I have often lauded, uh, have often talked uh, fondly of the John Birch Society, only that we both remember this sign that's uh, uh, on the road from our, from our, where we lived in Pleasant Grove to American Fork, where there was a sign on an old garage that said, get us out of the UN. And both of us, would ask, both of us as little kids, asked our parents, what the hell is that? And I remember my mom going, I was like, those John Birchers just don't even pay any attention to it. <laughs> Well, was, uh, so they moved all down to Laverkin. Yeah, they did. They moved all down to Laverkin. But he was big in that, and he oh, and then he 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 got up and spoke at a at a general conference, and he told he told the uh, the general conference, you know, the we we should be you should vote your conscience, you should vote uh, based upon your values, you should vote for candidates who support your values and beliefs. And honestly, the only party I see doing that is the Republican Party. And from that point on, Mormons voted Republican. And although that message hasn't been there. For decades, nobody said that out loud. It's still kind of this unspoken rule that they all vote Republican. So in this state, we see the Republicans doing things that normally a Democrat has to do. 
Uh, we see them, uh, like in my district, Craig Hall, uh, he's fighting for education, you know, and, and helping poor kids get get education and, and keeping public schools open and that kind of thing. Um, he's the guy who removed the single party uh, punch on the ballot. I was just going to ask, do you think that that we might see a shift and people paying more attention I to think- the candidates now that that straight party voting is gone? No, because they still put an R and a D next to their damn name on yeah, the ballot. Yeah, and there and there are offices that you shouldn't need an R or a D next to the name. What, well, I was just looking like county like survey, treasurer, county surveyor. <laughs> yeah, county the surveyor. Fuck does it matter what party a surveyor is? Now, I will say, I do want to know if the county treasurer is a libertarian, because um, I need them I mean, spending money, not hoard, not just saying, no, no, we're gonna, <laughs> not, saying, not, not making everything privatized because that's their that's their bent. <laughs> Though as much fun as Ron Swanson is to watch on uh, on on uh, Parks, and Rec. Parks and Rec, I don't want him actually running the treasury. Yeah. <laughs> or how about uh, how about uh, our our current uh, state auditor with his fucking nickname in the middle? What of it? the fuck was yeah. that? There's actually a whole news article about he, why that's allowed. How did that fucking happen that he got a goddamn nickname on the ballot? Oh, that's you the can. thing about it. You can. Because like Dale Schwanzi, he ran oh, with fuck, he ran with his nickname. With it, guess if it's a known nickname that you've gone by forever and it's recognizable, like his whole family goes by it, then it's allowed. If right. it's something so. you've come up for your campaign, no. So is the frugal in John Frugal Dougal's name, is that because <laughs> he's like the kind of cheapskate that's like you get one yep. square of toilet paper for your butt wiping it's when two. you're done with the it's that's two. It. That's, you get two. It's one for P and it's two It's an for election poo. year. It's two. Yeah. <laughs> it's generous. Uh, and in, in a generous year, you get three. You get Ooh. One, but one is for, it one ply or two ply? It's one ply, oh, but it's one for, one for down and one for the swirl. <laughs> oh, hey, we were talking about candidates. We are, we are, we are. I don't live in West Jordan, but I was wondering if Dunnigan, um, who always has that "get it done again" with Dunnigan, uh, had that on the ballot. You know, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. Uh, yeah, we were we were talking about candidates. Um, you know, I think. I, I think you're right, Jeff. I think, you know, as much as I, I think Chris Peterson would be a great governor, I mean, fuck, that you haven't heard shit about him. I live in an incredibly Democratic area of the county. And yep. I, there's, there's, there's not even fucking campaign signs around here. And normally I see shit tons of them for any kind of Democratic mm-hmm. candidate. And there's just none. So it's, 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 it's shameful to see how little the party supports. You know, when we ran around four years ago with Misty Snow, uh, and to see, I mean, I, I'll never forget when she debated Mike Lee, when he showed up for a debate at BYU and thought it was just going to be a cakewalk. And Misty Snow is one smart motherfucker. She, she wiped the floor with him. It was brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could see that look on his face when they asked about, I don't remember which act it was. It was one of the trade agreements, like really complex trade agreement. And she started spouting off because she's no dummy. And his face, you could see like, oh, fuck. I got to take this person serious because she's not an idiot. And his yeah. answer was, I like lamp. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but that's when his fundraising kicked in. And a whole in. bunch of ads you started seeing yeah. on TV. <laughs> I really like milk. <laughs> but again, you have a you have a candidate that has real traction and the party just doesn't fucking support them at all. And what's brutal is on election night, 
she's being interviewed by every major news station. She's yeah. got national interviews, and the state party isn't doing shit to support her. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, with that, she was running for a federal office, and the state party, when I mentioned McCain-Feingold, once you, once you took away their ability to support federal candidates, that's one of the things that, that basically neutered state parties because – Look, and this is this comes down to to dumb voting habits, and and Democrats are as, as bad as anybody else. And and part of it is the rock star mentality of a federally elected office holder. And you know we had it on our side with fucking Jim Matheson, that blue dog dipshit. For how many fucking years did we have him? Basically, you know, voting maybe forty percent them. And we all had to kiss his shiny ass because his dad was the fucking governor. The last mm-hmm. Democratic governor. Yeah. Scott <laughs> Sr. And, and, and all Jim did was break our hearts over and over and over again. But he walked in a room and you would watch, you know, the, the, the locksteppers and the money just fawn on him. You know, but you got, you got, uh, you know, Jane, whatever, Smith, because it's Utah. You know, running for a state house seat. Honestly, all the the Dems need to do is give up, give up giving giving whatever. They can't do anything substantive to federal candidates anymore. McCain Feingold is still is still ruining the show for that, and so it should be a groundswell up. They should they should have Chris Peterson everywhere, and they should have him out there working with down ballot candidates. And, 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 you know, doing this and doing that and, and doing shared mailers and because we can't fucking go door to door because we're not horrible fucking people. And, and that's where, that's where we keep failing, especially in Utah, but other red states is we wait till the last minute and then we cram our fucking homework. We should be running. We should be running commercials about how awesome the Democrats in your community are on television and on cable and on digital and on every fucking game you play on your phone. And we should be running those in odd numbered years mm-hmm. because it has to set a base. It has to. And if and you're we not should, going to, there's no point in it. And we need to make sure every single race for state house and state senate have fucking Democrats running and have some support for those Democrats that are running, even the in the way, most Republican districts. The way that you get people to do that is by showing them that there's an atmosphere for them to drop into and be able to breathe. That's why people say no. That's why I have, like I said, I protest with my undervote. I want I want Republicans that are running unopposed to see that I wouldn't even take the time and waste the ink on them when they see how many people voted in their district and then they see how many votes they got. I love protesting with undervote. Fuck them. If people are so concerned about flipping our state, why are they so, why is the party so scared to, to make this effort? Do you think? Cause the money there is, it all comes down to money. There are, there are, there is a cabal of people. Now I'm going to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I mean, there are <laughs> with with checkbooks that have zeros in them. With Venmo accounts. Well, they're, they're the they're the people that have the money to keep the Democratic Party even afloat in the state. And most of those people just mm-hmm. I mean, for instance, and I, and 
you know, they run private prisons, uh, you know, they have energy solutions, uh, uh, you know, where that money comes from are people that don't want us to succeed. And there are other people that, that have name recognition and have been around a long time that make a shit ton of money on, on Democrats and, and Democrats lose, but they've figured out a way to make it profitable. They've monetized failure. And when you can monetize, you get in that business. <laughs> it's so much easier, it's so much easier to make money when you don't have to fucking try. It's it is hard to make money when you're like, I want to win a race and I want to drag as many fucking people across the finish line with me as I can. And like I may have just alluded to earlier, that'll get your ass canned. You, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you get fired yeah. when you start doing the right thing. And and what it's really going to take is it's going to take, and I hate to say it, it's going to take a guy with a deep fucking checking account who just wants to do it as a full-time hobby and actually has the stones. Because Jim DeBacchus could have been this guy. Jim could have been this guy. But instead, he got in. The money went, boo, and he went, oh, okay, I'll let somebody else do everything. Just tell me where to go and what to do. You know, Jim could have been that guy. He was financially independent, but, you know, the other checkbook scared him away. And what did he do? He quit early and ran for Senate Mm -hmm. to where the checkbooks couldn't tell him what to do anymore. Yep. You know. Makes a lot of sense. Which is unfortunate in in a progressive city that could bleed into other I also find that that a lot of the um, campaign managers are really good about at running against each other. Oh, God, yes. Um, like primaries are the brutal fights and then they put their candidate up afterwards and they don't do shit for him. I've watched that happen here in my neighborhood. I, I was expecting one candidate to basically take it because she seemed like the best possible candidate and a different one got it because her kingmaker got her through the primaries. But then have I seen any signs for Fatima Deary in my neighborhood? I've seen one in my neighborhood. I think it's on her house. <laughs> and, and the rest are all, are all, uh, um, are all Craig Hall, which, uh, you know, he's the most liberal Republican I know. So. Well, I mean, like what, in our that, she is Fatima is amazing on so many levels mm-hmm. and absolutely absolutely should should just be fucking dominating right now right because she's 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 dynamic she's smart she's pretty it's it's all of these things and all we got all we got from her all we got from her was an attack ad that was actually false yeah and he had and he and he and then hall spent like a week just defending you know just going defending himself against that one ad because that was the only thing that ever attacked him <laughs> this whole yeah. time. And, and was that yeah. was that put together by the dipshits that I told you about that keep making money on on making Democrats lose? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely it was. They're the it ones who a, sent it out. It was yeah. a bad ad with, with <laughs> no research done on it. It hit three different districts and attacked them on on not doing enough to support blah. I can't forget. Right. Remember what the fuck it is. It, it was like they all, vote with their party on blah, and all three all, of them voted against it. All three of them had voted against it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's on the record. It's on the legislative record that they voted against it. And I'm like, what? What is this? Yeah, yeah. It literally, it literally takes. 
and it just about t- 60 seconds to go to the legislative website, pull up the bill number and see that they voted against it. One fucking minute, one fucking minute, <laughs> three times. Not even three times because all no, of the names are there. And, that's, and that is three candidates, Fatima being one of them. That's three candidates who just had their campaign tanked by that that one boneheaded mistake yeah. made by people who want them to lose, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like uh, take my district, for example. I'm I'm uh, in, in Karen, Maine, Senate district, and we're in House 38. So we're Hutchings district. And uh Hutchings is I I I know what goes on with Hutchings campaign because my one of my business partners is real close friends with him and he's worried if uh he's he's pretty sure if Owens loses he's going to lose the district but you know how much spending has gone into Ashley Matthews campaign a, a swing district that Hutchings never wins by more than a couple hundred votes if that pretty much nothing no yeah yeah I get Hutchings mailers like once a week in my mailbox. I've seen nothing from from Matthews except for one door hanger. In, yeah, I mean, it just it comes down to it comes down to to raisable money and what to do with money that you've raised. And it's a it's a it's a drum that I've been beating since two thousand four. That I was running a congressional campaign in two thousand four. The guy was polling in single digits. We managed to raise around sixteen or seventeen thousand dollars. That's it, and we got creative and and knuckled down and did a bunch of wacky fucking stuff, and managed to bring back um, almost forty percent against the incumbent uh, Republican. That's impressive. And the guy who had run two years earlier had spent almost four hundred thousand dollars, and I beat his ass by six points. Wow. And because it's in and and it's it's there are inexpensive ways to to do mass media. And instead, what they do is it's like, well, we've we have a postage stamp that gets us a two cents less for postcard. And then we'll hand this off to people that are going to do general messaging that they've been doing for the last 15 fucking years that has never fucking worked or been effective, you know, and and we'll just send these things out. In mass, I ran the campaign for Janice Fisher out in West Valley three times and three Mm -hmm. times. I'm like, I want in at your mailing cost, but I will be doing, you know, my own mailer for my candidate. I will be writing the words. I will be doing the graphics. I will make sure it's fucking perfect. And she won three times in a row. And then um, she's old as hell. And so she decides to retire. And the new guy just jumps on the party and does what the party wants. And now, you know, we've got uh, Fred. Yep. Fred the Republican. Yep. You know, owns that district. It's his. Mm -hmm. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. You know. Shame. Yeah. Because it's going to be that much harder to get him out now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The longer they're there, the better name recognition they have. Yeah. I I still contend if we took... The, the party affiliation off of the ballots just removed it. We would have much different results, I think, over the long term. Oh, sure. That you'll there never get. There are states that do it. Yeah, there are states that do that. I think, like Pennsylvania. I, I, think, I, I, I There's Midwest states that do it also. Mm-hmm. Jeff, since nobody, since we haven't had the opportunity to chat with you and get to know you a little bit like we have, JC, how, how did you get into politics? On accident. 
<laughs> no, I, I. Well, I was born a port. No, uh, uh, no, that's we have to. That's where we have to start. What? Yeah. What, what, uh, what, what month? What month? Uh, born September twenty eighth. Okay, so you were I'm a Libra on the Virgo cusp. Is that what so we're your, looking? Your parents were. Your parents were fucking on New Year's. It's uh, yeah, uh, no, more end of the month. End of the month. Yeah, closer to Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. From what I had, <laughs> we should like to figure out and let you think about your parents conceiving you. No, no, no. That's my biological parents. I am an adopted American, and and therefore don't have to think about my parents banging. Yeah. A, I mean, you if can you, think if you truly need to understand the man's luck, he is indeed a redheaded stepchild. Yep, that's me. This is this is, this is the 100% explanation of his luck in life. Yeah, I don't I don't know the median age of this particular group I'm speaking with. Uh, so, we're older. Yeah, we're older. My grandmother, yeah, grandmother <laughs> is Barbara B. Smith. Was Barbara B. Smith? who was the head of the General Relief Society for the Mormon Church in the late 70s, early 80s. When the ERA passed, the the Mormon Church pushed her out in front to message against it. Um, She was on Donahue. She was on, you know, all these other shows. She was anti-ERA to a huge extent. She was one of the people that would open their mouth and say, you know, you vote for equal rights and suddenly it's lesbians and witchcraft. (laughs) I'm in. Even exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no better outcome to legislation <laughs> lesbians and witchcraft. But she's yeah. she is the reason why we're still waiting for the ERA to pass. Yeah. Wow. And so that is a lot of karma to carry around and that doesn't stick with one person. That bleeds down through the generations. Um I, I, as I have told my dad, much to his chagrin, the reason that I'm a bleeding heart lefty liberal dipshit is because of the way he taught me to tr- treat people. You know, that uh, his, and, and I'm paraphrasing from someone else, obviously, but the content of their character is more important than, than the color of their skin or their economic advantage or anything like that. And this is how my dad brought me up, not knowing that, that, his party would end up where it is now. Um, and so roundabout in college, my first year of school, um, I, I had, I had feelings for two different women and, and one was pro-life and one was pro-choice. And the more I talked to pro-choice, which is the, I don't think that abortions are awesome but it's my business as to whether or not I do it. And I'm like, well, that makes great fucking sense. And then the other girl was like, nobody can do anything. I don't want to do it because we said so. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to go with Stacy, who like dumped me 10 minutes later, of course. But naturally, um, yeah. that just kind of started it. And so the next year I was at a different school in a small town. And the a guy was running for city council and uh, and he ran the local music shop and I was a long haired guitar playing. Um, well, critter (laughs) used my guitar and my singing voice to get attention from the ladies as you do. And to do that, you need all six strings and I didn't have any fucking money. 
So because I grew up in a house that my dad ran an advertising agency, I knew how to do stuff. And so I would just do little shit for him and he would pay me in guitar strings. And that was fun. And then when I moved to Denver, sort of the same thing is I just, I just get around people that, that had political bents and I'd be like, Oh, I can help you with that. Oh, I'll do a little thing here. I'll do a little thing there. Oh, so uh, you, you started free too and, and maintain that. Yeah. 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 Kind of. He worked kinda, for guitar strings. System, yeah. Iron age barter system, really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so my first real honest to God campaign in which I had a, a title um, was a, a congressional campaign back in Utah in 2004. Um, I started out as the communications director and then the, the, the state party had given um, a, a campaign manager and she quit. And I'm like, oh, well, I've done some campaigning. And the candidate was like, well, then you're in charge. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so that was the one where I said we took $16,000 and made it look like we had spent 100000 And And, you know, we did a lot of internet shows. And we mm-hmm. put them on a lot of conservative radio. And, and, and things like that so that people could hear him and understand his message. We weren't afraid. And, and so that's sort of how I came into it. Um, and, and since 2004 until 2016, I, that's what I did full time. I even ran, I ran for state party chair in 2009, got waffle stopped. Oh my God. I got my ass kicked. I ran for, um, house of representatives, um, state house, uh, in 2012 and managed to get 40% of the vote with five grand, you know, it's, it's impressive. not hard. And then the lady who came along next spent sixty grand and got thirty eight percent. Oh wow! You know, I yeah, I'll give her that one was probably sexism because it was out in West Jordan. But I mean, that's that's sort of my genesis. And the whole time I was doing that, I was playing guitar and singing in a band. So <laughs> you know, I really, really flexed my college education by trying. <laughs> <laughs> Is weird. It's fucking weird. So does that answer your question on kind of where I come from in my bona fides? Yes, and it also shows that you don't have to follow in your parents' footsteps. <laughs> for, all of you, for all of you are gener- generational. Yeah. Oh, oh, best oh. job I ever had. 2005 to 2008 was um, working for the Democratic National Committee. Great job. Nice. That sounds Fantastic. like a good job. Yeah, Jenny Wilson helped get me fired from that job. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I voted for her anyway. <laughs> we had uh, we had Trent on this podcast a few weeks ago too, like a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, Trent, yeah. I want I want to end the mask order stags. Yeah, yep, that's the one. Yeah, that's the guy. you know, outside of uh, outside of his COVID feelings. Um, you know, he's not, uh, he's not a dumb guy. Yeah. Nope. He's done a lot of good for Riverton. Riverton seems to like him. So he's, he's made a lot of effort to prop up businesses in a very challenging time. Really? I, it, it was his, it was his stance on COVID that turned me off. I yeah. mean, that and the R next to his name. Uh, usually <laughs> not. there's an allergy there. There is an allergy. allergy it's, there. I got, I got to, you know, if I get to know them like you guys did, uh, and I, and I have gotten to know, um, my local guy. Uh, Craig Hall. Um, if I get to know them, I'm like, you know what? 
until as long as you, you're a moderate individual and yeah. not a total douchebag. And, and, until you until you go with your party on something that I completely object to, you know, I'm going to I'll probably you know I'll throw my I'll throw my support toward you. Craig we also had Burgess Owen on the show. Oh, that was interesting. Who what? But Burgess we Owen. Had Burgess Owen on our show. Madre de Dios. <laughs> <laughs> We we basically spent the better part of an hour having him tell us we were socialists and Marxists the whole time. Fuck yeah! God damn it! He had, he had you cannot no, be both. No fucking idea that he was in a room full of incredibly liberal folks, uh, and so we tried to steer the, the conversation to his we talked like, about football because he's had a pretty fucking interesting life, no sure. doubt about it. For sure. Uh, and it makes a lot of sense why he's so fucking psychotic and such a Trump lover. But, <laughs> Too many head injuries? Is that what uh, Well, yeah. I, mean, I think that's one of them. I also think, you know, he he talked about how segre- like desegregation, you know, because he lived it. Uh, and how it wasn't such a like a huge problem for him, and he rose above it. I'm like, he's very motherfucker, You you got to go to a school on a football scholarship. You With were parents a, who were professors. Yeah, like you 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 lived a different life than most people back then. Like you you had all the breaks, and then you won a Super Bowl and lost your fortune. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, so that was interesting to have him on. Um, and, then, that and, then, and then apparently he read Art of the Deal and started. Continually oh, losing his fortune over and over again. Yes, yeah. yes, he is a trumper for life. Well, but played. well played. Yeah, that that's the closest race in Utah right now, according to the Hinckley Institute today. So, as, as the Republicans yep. have designed it, yep. that's why gerrymandering is such a fucking pile of shit. You know, we did we did a, a little chit chat about that, and it all came down to you got a bunch of Republicans that are like, well, if Democrats, you know, aren't racist, how come they're not supporting the only black fellow on the ticket? And it's like, you know what? Here's what I support. I support <laughs> Burgess Owens getting pulled over, getting a ticket, and going on his merry way. That is what I support. As far as racism, that is what I want to see. I, I want Burgess I, Owens to be able to walk down the street and have a cop looking for some for a perpetrator and go, "Well, it's not that guy." Yeah, hmm. I want him to be able yeah. to go to a grocery store and not get followed around. That's what I want. Just because, again, the content of character versus the color of skin. I don't have to vote for him. I, I one of the most upsetting things in 2016 to me was was the amount of left wing women that I I consider smart getting upset when people had a problem with Hillary and they're like, you just hate women. And I got that a lot. And mine was, look, she's wicked smart. You know, she's prepared for the job, but she's got 30 years of baggage that has nothing to do with her, but is hanging around her neck nonetheless. And that is going to cause problems. It's one of the reasons why. You know, I was one of the few voices and there were a bunch of us, but not that many that were like, Trump's fucking got it. I watched that son of a bitch Mm -hmm. go down that fucking escalator and I was like, that's the next president of the United States. Well, and half the problem was Hillary's campaign didn't even fucking bother to campaign in states that she should have been in. Yep. You got it. You got to tickle the taint of your base. Yeah. And it didn't. You're not doing a good job. It wouldn't have taken much. No, nope. would have just taken her showing up there a, a couple tickle. times. <laughs> just, That's it. Just take a trip to Milwaukee. You're fine. But no, yeah. she, or, you know, she doesn't do that. Yeah. You don't even show up in the Rust Belt where those people never fucking recovered from the recession. Mm-hmm. And they just want to hear something new. And you represent something old. Yep. They wanted to hear the word that Trump knew how to say when he got there. Jobs. 
Yep. The man, the that, fucker had no idea how to give anyone a job, but he, they still he don't said fucking jobs. have jobs. They still don't have jobs, <laughs> but he said jobs and he got the vote. Yep. She, and then she One didn't show up. I did so well down there in the Rust Belt because I let them know that I feel their pain. <laughs> Hillary didn't do. I know what it's like to be broken down on your luck. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I want to talk briefly while, while we have you guys. I want to talk a little bit about uh, a couple of the constitutional amendments. I mean, it seemed like this last legislative session. So two years ago, they fucked everything that we put on the ballot, um, with the exception of the gerrymandering thing, which I'm pretty sure they're going to fuck before the census data. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, it's like comes out. We, we can vote for something, but then they get to decide. Right. That was they what just, that's what they came down with was, oh, well, oh, you yeah. can vote for it. But that doesn't mean anything. This is a we treated it like a referendum. I'm like, it's not a referendum if we all vote for it. Yeah. Let me let me. OK, so, I mean, on that, I got I got the uh, the letter from my doctor that said that I deserve to be able to get legal weed. And that was eight months ago. And they are still trying to update the system to where I actually have a card and have access to the medicine I can't fucking afford because they also set the pricing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking astronomical too, I right? Have, yeah, I have chronic migraine. A system and that we all, a, a thing that we all said we wanted, that the majority of Utahns said they wanted to see it happen. Yeah, yeah, and that's not an easy fucking process to go through to get the the signatures mm-hmm. required to get something like that on the damn ballot. Well, and it's important to remember that after it worked and and passed on the ballot, they changed they changed those rules again mm-hmm. to make it even harder. Yep. So, I mean, that's it. But which one? Which one do you want to talk about? Probably G, huh? I think E and G are the ones that are the most. Most of them don't even fucking have arguments against them because they're just housekeeping bullshit. Like G, G is G's the deceptive one. That's yeah. the answer. G, yep. G's G's trying to fucking pull wool over voters' eyes, from what yep. I can tell. Yep. It's, well, it's uh, you read it, you go, oh well, why why aren't you doing that already? I'll vote for that. Well, yeah. and so here's here's how the actual question reads on the ballot. Shall, shall the Utah Constitution be amended to expand the uses of money the state receives from income taxes and intangible property taxes to include supporting children and supporting people with a disability? What it doesn't fucking say, which is the rest of the analysis, is basically right now the U- Utah Constitution, for those that don't know, earmarks income tax for education, yep. meaning that's what it gets spent on. Period, full stop, end of discussion. Education is what it gets spent on by constitutional law. No matter how much in t- income tax we bring in, it goes to public education. And there's a but, pretty heavy-duty formula as to what goes to primary and what goes to secondary as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it, they, don't, they didn't – once upon a time, somebody wrote that into the Constitution and was not fucking around. Like, Which effectively down. says it's already they're already doing it because the 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 question was is can it be should it be distributed to children and poor people and it's already being distributed to children through education. Yeah, so the the wording on the ballot is incredibly misleading because when you get mm-hmm. down to it, what it actually does is open up income tax to be split to a whole bunch of different sources. Yes, and they'll they'll argue that well, there's a rainy day fund that we want to create for education, and this opens well, up. Well, that becomes the intangible, uh, the yep. intangible uh, property tax because what's an intangible property tax but uh, state held property that they can then uh, you know borrow against escrow on. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
So I, it's that's a fucking dirty amendment that got slipped in as part of a bill. Um, that wasn't even like its, well, it's own it's piece of a, legislation. It's, dirt, it's 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 got a it's dirtily written. I would definitely say that it is. Well, it, I mean, it was a dirty amendment. Period. But yeah, it's even the, even the language of the ad, uh, amendment itself is is pretty confusing. Well, because how many people are actually going to go and look on the website for that? They're going to read the little description on the ballot. And go, yeah, I want to help. And it people. sounds good on the ballot. It sounds but, good on the ballot. Me, but you're looking at that, and I'm like, oh, that. That's a little suspect. I, I feel like something's being slipped past me. And sure enough, it, it was. But most most people that are getting their ballots are not going to the website and they're not looking up arguments. Nope. Because Utah has a rainy day fund. Yes, we and do. It's, and it's fat. It's fucking huge. And you have something that's... And it never rains here. Is what they say. <laughs> Even when COVID fucking hit and we shut down the entire fucking economy for two plus weeks, no rainy day fund. It still, it still wasn't raining. Yeah. yeah. So what we're looking at here is is two different issues. And the first one is is robbing almost $600 million of education funding for public schools and pushing those out to, to charter schools and more than likely religious academies. And and that to me first off is is pretty pretty disgusting behavior, but I'm used to Utah Republicans acting in disgusting ways. The second one is we used to have what was called the disabilities waiting list. And that was if you were a person with a disability and you needed a wheelchair, um, the government had put aside X amount of dollars every year. And if you, if you managed to, to qualify first, you know, at the, at the head of the line, then you got it. Otherwise you went on the waiting list and it could be a year, two years, three years, five years, whatever. The Utah legislature, the Republicans, uh, promised in, I'm going to go with 2007 that they would end the disabilities waiting list. And everybody gave everybody that was paying attention didn't, but most people are like, yay, they're going to get rid of the disabilities waiting list. So they got rid of the disabilities waiting list. They didn't actually fix the fucking problem. <laughs> but what they're no doing waiting now, list, no wheelchairs. Yeah, is they are they are using folks with disabilities and the the Utah knee jerk of for the children. What they're not saying is it's for children that are already going to to either private or or charter schools. Now, here's the thing: I got two kids school age that are in school right now. They're at a charter school. And I voted against this piece of shit amendment. I will pay my taxes to keep public schools open. Just because yeah. my kids are are bent for the arts doesn't mean all kids are. Same it thing. I sent my kids to parochial school, but I still paid. You know, I'm still happy to pay into the education for everyone else. It's that's my decision to do that. But some people can't or just don't want to. And and everyone deserves an education. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're better off as a society if everyone has an education. Did you, was that? It sounded like something Chris says all the time. <laughs> Chris, did you just like project your voice? No, I think I just share some viewpoints with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've said it multiple times on the show too. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other one I want to talk about. This is this is this one's just humorous, right? Uh, Amendment no. E. This one's dangerous, but I can't it's really fucking how. dangerous. We're, we're trying to figure out how it is, but we know it is. <laughs> well, so constitutional amendment E is basically making it. So right now you can hunt and fish in the state of Utah, Yay. but uh, constitutional amendment E proposes to make hunting and fishing a right in the state of Utah as part of the Utah constitution. 
You have the right to play football. That's basically what it says. Because yeah, and it doesn't fishing, change either way. Hunting and fishing is not being attacked. It's not being it's not being interrupted. And effectively, there is a very low percentage of people who who required who are who use hunting and fishing primarily to get food. Yeah, very very low. Somebody percentage. was saying, "Well, they use it for food." I'm like, "What happens if they don't get their deer? They go to the fucking grocery store. Is what they do." You know, that's what happens. So they don't have, you know, nobody's using it for that. It's a sport. And that's basically we're putting a sport in our constitution, our state well, constitution. And, I mean, hunting and yeah. hunting and fishing are already preferred wildlife management controls. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's why we already use it for that. We already use it for that. Yeah. You guys are, you're missing, you're missing the big, the big, the big, the big thing. part. Tell us the big part, Jeff. The big thing is, is legislative overreach. Mm hmm. Don't I sound like a libertarian? Oh, well, I got it. Tickles. Is it? That's uh, part of the fucking Republican <laughs> platform, too, right? Is big right. government. And now you're trying to put governmental regulation and this fucking hunting and fishing. makes clear that state and local governments can currently pass uh, uh, laws, rules, and regulations that affect the right, you know, of wildlife conservation management, reasonable regulation. Private property law. Yeah, what what we're looking at here is taking away local government access to to probably, I mean, sensitive areas, maybe um, uh, overfished areas, maybe mm-hmm. uh, that sort of thing. Douchebags down in southern Utah riding their fucking quads can now uh, duck you know, hunt up on the Great Salt Lake wetlands. <laughs> and, and now the state is building itself a back door to be able to pass these laws as a constitutional, quote, protection, end quote, that will allow. Oh, what is that fucker's name that rode his quad up into the Indian burial ground? Down in oh, um, this is a bill that yeah. will make him happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what the fuck is his name? Anyway, and that and the NRA thinks it's a good idea, which right there makes me go, what the fuck is wrong with this bill? (laughs) (laughs) The NRA is all about it. I'm like, well, now what does that mean? Because if it said the NRA from 1985 is against it, I'd be like, or for it, I'd be like, oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Hunter's education people would like to do this. That sounds okay. But now it's just stinky. Now they want jacketed uh, hollow points to, you know, go hunt a deer with. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just saying it's this is this is one that I'm looking at and I'm like in itself in its package it 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 does seem a little amusing and kind of like, you know, like we have a state gun for fuck's sake. And you know, this feels like that. Because Bundy. <laughs> hey, you know what though? I will say this cuz we did a we did a whole episode on the state gun. Um and Browning is a Browning was a he's a fucking titan of invention you talk about people that were super smart his 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 brain changed the world of killing people Mm -hmm. (laughs) and other things but people mostly mostly people you know and and i i i I throw this out is i'm one of those gun owning lefties you know it's just i take the guns apart when there's kids in the house so that nothing stupid happens magical you know and uh, I happen to be a white guy with an anger management problem who somehow has managed not to go and shoot up a fucking public building because that's wrong. You know, what? nothing. So <laughs> what I'm saying, <laughs> well, you know, we talk about that. We talk about the NRA from 1985 and yeah, 
I was in school in 1985 and I remember walking up, we had a very long parking lot to get up to the school. And I remember walking up the parking lot coming into school and I'd see all these trucks with uh, gun racks. And usually they had a rifle across the back of it. You know how many oh, yeah. shootings we had? None. None. That's how, we that's were, how it was in Wyoming. You're we educating people, you know, and it was, there was an education about guns and gun safety. And yeah. We had hunter safety courses in high school when I was growing up in and, small small town Wyoming. And now it's yep. all just dog whistle. Dog whistle this, dog whistle yep. that. And this yep. this one this one has a chance of passing just because it's got a dog whistle uh, a lot of dog whistle language on it. Yeah, this one's going to this one's going to be proved to be something sinister in mm-hmm. 2 years. Yep. Yep. We'll find it out. Was Cli- it was Clive and Bundy that uh, that's right. rode through the the not supposed to be ridden area. There's a so besides amendments, and I don't know if Salt Lake County or any of the other counties have um, propositions, but Utah County is facing Proposition Nine. Um, I'm not sure if either of you know oh, anything no. about nope. that right now. Nope, I can't. Um, they. <laughs> so Prop Nine is to get rid of because right now Utah County is run on commissioners. Um, and so it's looking to change it to more of how Salt Lake so County council. is. Uh huh. So it's a council and, and a mayor. And, uh, uh, yeah. That's good and bad. Is it? Yeah. It's, it's been great up here. Um, because it brought everybody kind of under one supervisory wing, but. Well, one of the arguments is the county getting... isn't constructed that way. Right, and they're giving um, three three people right now. There's three commissioners have all the power, have all the executive power, versus giving you know more government, more power is is part of the argument. I I I am for a mayor and a council. I am against um, city planners. You know, or, or, or like West Jordan has a guy that makes $280,000 a year doing the job of a mayor, and then they have a powerless mayor. Mm-hmm. In Utah County, I don't think it changes much because for the most part, everybody's on the same page, um, except for what's his name? Danny Ainge's kid who's like, no, masks seem Tanner. like, yeah, Tanner. They seem like a pretty good idea, you know, and the whole fucking room boos him, but, um, yeah, I don't know that it makes a huge amount of sense or a huge amount of difference overall, but I'm always for a mayor and a council. I'm always for spreading power out over larger bodies of people um, so that you can ostensibly and theoretically uh, have more viewpoints going into uh, law passing. Well, and hey, look, because Utah County is so fucking Republican anyway, they didn't dick up the entire district lines either for the council. They actually look like they make sense. So you have, yeah. you know, most of Lehigh, Eagle Mountain, Saratoga Springs, all the fucking nothingness out there in one. You have like the sub cities of Provo in one. You have Provo in its own. And you have all those weird ass small southern mm-hmm. Provo yeah. or southern Utah County cities together. So Danaquin. Yeah, Spanish Santa Quinn, Spanish Fork, Salem, Salem Payson, those stupid towns. Yeah. Uh, no, Nephi's not in Utah County. Nephi's oh. down in GAB. Yep. They moved out, huh? They did. Yeah, my daughter, Utah County, took a shit. 
<laughs> yeah. I just kind of left it there. Kind of left it there. And they stopped. You know, they stopped claiming it after after they grew big enough. Well, uh, there's a couple really big there. fucking like, houses out in Nephi, right off the freeway. You oh can yeah, see giant fucking mansions. How many wives are living in those homes? Yep. Oh, a, they moved there. There were a lot of businesses in Provo that got moved out of out of Provo because they gentrified the area. And one of them was like Cooney's, which was a rendering plant. Um, and they'd been there for like a hundred years, this rendering plant. And all of a sudden they gentrified the neighborhoods. So the, the people were complaining about the smell. I'm like, you're the people who moved into a neighborhood of the rendering plant. And they made a move. And they where did they move to? Nephi. <laughs> <laughs> That's like all the people that moved into Eagle Mountain that complain about uh, the Tula Depot and Camp Williams. Yeah. I have black, I have black cocks and Apache Slaver my house literally every day. Yeah, me too. It's awesome. Me too. When I here, dig I that. I'd be here. fine with helicopters flying over my house. That'd be fucking awesome. I mean, I'm, cool. I'm happier with hell. I'd be happier with helicopters than what I get, which is uh, the the airport jet right. flying over. We have both. Yep. We live by the. Airport we live through channel. the airport and airport too. So we have the. The Blackhawks, we have the and the airplanes. They're Apaches. Oh, that's true. They are Apaches. Mm-hmm. See, you guys, about- you guys have the funner airport. I just, I'm, I'm just, for, I'm about on the same level as you, but further north, and so I just get nothing just get but them. I just, you know, I, get, I get, I get, I get, I get descents from Delta all day fucking long. <laughs> <laughs> I get the start of that in in Eagle Mountain. You can hear the wheels always go down. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I will say, uh, I know you get. I heard you guys talking about uh, doorbell ringers. Yeah. Uh, on your, I think we might even talk to you about this, JC. So mm-hmm. we have a ring, and when you get ring, they have the ring neighbors thing <laughs> that you can subscribe to. Well, because we live right by the the uh, reserve base that's got the the Apache wing, <clears throat> we get neighbors on the ring always reporting helicopters flying overhead. Like, why are there so many helicopters flying overhead? Every time, every yeah, time. Yeah, I bought I bought one that was I didn't buy a ring. I bought a cheaper one, and that thing is. We have tried to dial down its its sensitivity just right down just just to where you come up the steps of our porch, and still, if a car drives by, the fucking thing goes off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know how many cars drive and turn around in the bottom of my cul de sac. Right, every yeah day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what these doorbells do. Unless you go in, you and I was like. One one yesterday afternoon, I started getting all these alerts, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And I found out my son had uh, ordered something, and he was waiting for it to show up because they don't always ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> so no, we we just kept checking our phones. But I I finally after a minute, I'm like, "Why? Who turned it on?" And I came up. I'm like, "Are you waiting for a package?" Like, yeah. I'm like, "Okay, fine. That makes sense." I got one more thing to to ask you guys, just some maybe a, a general thought on. So I, I know one thing that a lot of people struggle with on ballots is judges uh, and being able to properly identify and evaluate judges. And I think half the people say, Who's vote laughing? all the fuckers out. And the other half say, keep them all. Can I, I'll tell you, look, mine, mine is a lot more woke. I... <laughs> <laughs> You can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> no, I, don't even, I can't even see your face, and I know that you're not saying that. I know, I heard face. the giggle undertone to start I'm, this. I'm actually blushing because this is fucking ridiculous, but all of my voting life, when it comes down to judge retention, I vote against the dudes, and I vote yes for the lady. <laughs> 
I uh, I go I go in and I read their judicial review, every single one of them, because the judicial review, I figure, are the people who have to work with them. And so I start reading what they say. And some of them I'm like, like there was a one lady, uh, one judge on there, a woman who she had like of uh, the four people reporting or the five people reporting four said they they felt that they should, they'd be treated fairly. And one said he, they wouldn't. And I'm like. I'm suspect of you, the one person in this case, but there was another guy. They were like, he's too impatient and he's, uh, so like Ryan, 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 whatever. Yeah. And he's there. He's like, he's too impatient. He flies off the handle too easily. And I'm like, and he's in the court of appeals. And I thought, yeah, no, we don't need you in the court of appeals, dude. Maybe put you in like, juvenile court or something but not the court of appeals yeah i do like a uh go through all of that but then i'll do like the first two pages of google to see if there are any like significant news articles and one of them we're on the first search page i just want you to know that our podcast is for one of the judges (laughs) (laughs) probably talking shit Uh, yeah basically uh yeah well like that guy ryan harris so there's two there there's like four different things to look at with the judges um one is just how they score uh, on their 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 rankings compared to the average four judges, um, one is the because there is the JPEC, which is the the thirteen judge panel that or thirteen people on the panel. They're not all judges, but they evaluate everyone independently and then vote yay or nay, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last is the survey response on how many people. Uh, recommend them for retention. Right. And when you read that survey response, that's where you get what his colleagues are saying. So, um, like this guy, like the, the Ryan Harris, who's, I think he, 81% survey respondents recommended him, which is really fucking low. Yeah, it is. <laughs> They're but usually his, in the his JPEP was really, was, was decent. Everything else about it was decent. And then I started reading the responses and I, and yeah. I didn't just, I didn't just look at the rating. I, I read the responses and I was like, Hmm, maybe not that guy. Yeah. So it says for him, it says, however, survey ranking or ratings of judicial attributes indicate Judge Harris is less open minded than his peers and characterize and his peers characterize him as particularly impatient. A few respondents express concern about a disrespectful turn tone during oral arguments and written opinions. Like, this is the court of appeals. The, he's a, he's presiding. Yeah, it's the judge of the. He's a judge of the court of appeals. We don't need that. <laughs> That's not the kind of guy that you want to go for. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here to appeal my conviction. Get the fuck out. No, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, for the most part, most of the judges are are, are pretty even killed. There was one guy bad. that was deemed as always late, and we're like. Eh. I don't really care if they have time management issues. Yeah. 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 Diana Hagen, though, she's also on the Court of Appeals. She's a good looking gal. Mm hmm. And your point is? I was just saying, if Jeff hasn't voted yet and he needs to make sure. (laughs) Yes. I voted against the Ryan guy and I didn't even have to do any fucking work. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't that hard, right? I mean, it really is. That's not a bad strategy. There's what, like four out of. 20 fucking judges are female on this thing. So, yeah. I mean, that's we, really we, what it we is. We did come across a, a female judge at the county level that we were like, if we ever see her on the ballot, we're, we're voting her out because we were actually okay. in her courtroom and it was hell. But uh, we we wound up fighting the, the uh, charge. And so we went into the, the court. We went back to the court, the county courtroom, and they brought in a different judge who our attorney knew and we got off. So, yeah. <laughs> 
it was pretty cool. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Uh, but no, the first time, the first judge around, she was basically saying, if you don't say you're guilty, I'm, you know, you're, you're in for a world of hurt. And I'm like, bring it. What? I'm like, bring it. Because she was totally on in, you know, just simpatico with the prosecutor. And I'm like, uh, uh-uh. no, first of all, <laughs> I'm remembering you from the, for every time I vote in this County from now on. But secondly, no, I will fight this. And I did. Can you actively campaign against judges? Like, can you can <laughs> yeah. you put up signs like people have? Judge? Yeah, yep. people have. They they do uh, they do yeah, ads. Like the low guy. I mean, I guess now if out. you form a pack, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. So, but it doesn't. If you know of somebody, like there there was at least one pedo judge, I think on the at least on somebody's ballot they mentioned, and I was like, oh well, and, but they knew it because somebody had sent around flyer, you know, mailers about it. So. Yeah. yeah, you could send those around even if they're not true. I think it was I a yeah, I think it was a county vote, but yeah, it was a county vote. Yeah, and people right. people wouldn't even know, right? Who goes and checks these things? So yeah. Hey Jeff, I have uh, I have one more question for you specifically because JC answered this a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've you've made a life in Utah. I know you've been other places, but you you yeah. set up shop here. Yeah. What's uh, what's the most interesting or unique thing that you've discovered about Utah in all your time here? Oh, boy, I could answer that any number of ways. <laughs> Honestly, it, aside from our national parks, which is just it feels like a cop-out answer, when, when I look to the east and see those fucking mountains, you know, I feel comfortable. I feel... Like I'm like I'm in a place that that, you know, I've picked Um, the strangest sensation I've ever had in my life. I was living out in Minnesota. And if you've ever driven across Minnesota or anywhere out there, for Christ's sake, it's flat as fuck. Yep. And it feels like if you hit a stone too fast, you would just. There's no gravity. You <laughs> <laughs> fall into a lake. I know which way north is at all times in Salt Lake Valley. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that for some reason is something that that gives me a little bit of comfort. Um, that and the fact that I like to fight um, in in politics is is has been a way that has proved that I can do that. Um, you can, I mean, I could walk outside right now and say black lives matter and start a fucking argument with anybody in my building. So (laughs) that's, that's good for me. I like to be able to, 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 you know, vent my spleen on, on folks that have it coming, but (laughs) it's those mountains, man. They get me every time I see them, every time I see them, I'm just like, Oh fuck. I love them. Great answer. Can you come back and, and, uh, Tell us a little bit more about yourself on a future show. Sure. Fight, fight, and I mean, you don't have to fight with us, but we can find you someone to fight with. I'm sure. Old now, now it's all on the internet. Nice. <laughs> I can't walk upstairs without getting winded. I'm not. I'm not out brawling in the parking lot. Days the bouncer are over. So, uh, how can people find your shit and get a hold of you if they they want to talk? Oh, Every Monday at theleftshow.com. Every Tuesday at thecomicbookpodcast.com and every Thursday at a littleclarity.com. Available on every platform you can think of. Yeah, if worse comes to worse, you can go to worldsgreatestpodcast.com uh, and find the menu for all our shows. Mm-hmm. 
Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. I own those fucking URLs. Great URLs. Great URLs. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us and, and uh, talking politics, local politics with us. We really appreciate it. Oh, anytime, man. Anytime. It's kind of, it's kind of refreshing because we st- we do our best to steer away from that on uh, on the left show because we want to stay national. That's going to be a wrap. We're That's definitely going to have to get Jeff back to learn a little bit more about him. Yeah, Jeff, I, if you listen to his podcasts, so I've listened to him a lot over the years. There's He's told a lot of stories, but I don't think he's ever sat down and just like... Well, I think it's always different when somebody else is asking you the questions versus doing your own talking, too. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, then you don't feel like you're just talking about yourself mm-hmm. on your show when you, you feel like right. you're being interviewed. <laughs> um, but Jeff's lived uh, a lot of life. Um, he's got... Um, it's incredible. Even just from what he was saying. Yeah, and we didn't even touch on some of the stuff like in his personal life that is uh, pretty in- incredible. It, it, you, you, I think you would start to understand viewpoints a lot more um but uh may, yeah maybe we can get it back on the show at some point just him we will in the new year um yeah so thanks to those guys really appreciate them taking time to do a, a sister show in a sense i mean we don't have anything to do with them affiliate wise we just like we'd be like cousins yeah. cousin <laughs> show we like second cousins twice twice removed, removed. Yeah. i was just gonna say that so we could legally marry and have sex in nice. alabama Wait first cousins, so we're we're good, oh. right? <laughs> I'm not proposing that we have sex with JC and Jeff. All right, that's not what I was getting. But at. what you guys do on your own time is just your deal. I mean, to each his own. That's not what I'm into. Uh, that's uh, I'm into Brie right here. This woman. <laughs> good uh, save. I'll get into her later. Whoa. Is that? <laughs> that's inappropriate. <laughs> The show is done. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> if you're still with us after I said that shit, um, share. Uh, that helps us a lot, uh, share our episodes. That um, even made me blush a little, and I don't blush a lot at that stuff. Go, uh, go right, Red. Go follow us on social media. It's medias. also hot in here. <laughs> it is warm. Uh, go check us out on social medias, at TNU Podcast. We post tons of shit. Uh, we repost tons of shit. We don't repost um, bullshit. Usually, um, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, those are the, the ways to do it. Uh, you can also go to our website, thenewutah.com. My goal on my vacation this week is to get everything updated. So I'm taking my laptop with me. So you're going on vacation. You're going to work on the podcast. Yep. That's dedication. I appreciate it, Jess. She's Thanks. Skyping in next week because she'll, yep. she'll be in Tennessee. Yep. What are you doing in Tennessee? I'm visiting my cousin. Are you going to get doing some, things. some whiskey? She's going to the Jack Daniels. I don't have plans for that yet. Oh. I have to get a rental car. If I can get a rental car, then I will go to Lynchburg. How, do you go, how far is Lynchburg from where you're going to be? An hour and 45 minutes. But you can't just make your cousin or whoever take you there she has kids she so? does homeschool who gives a shit how old are they it's a field trip how old are, they, how old are the kids um let's see i just need the oldest i don't know how old beck is 13 oh fuck dude she can leave them with the 13 year old <laughs> i was by myself watching my brother at like seven she can leave him with a 13 we're gonna go to the farmer's market there i'm really excited because they do it probably was visiting with jack daniels yeah probably a year, <laughs> probably a year-round farmer's market so i'm really excited about that and i'm going on a really cool train ride an nice. all day tr- train ride into the countryside nice nice yeah. Uh, so that's going to do it. Uh, thank you, everybody. Um, thanks to, I'm just going to say it here. Thanks to Folk Hogan for our music. We, yeah. we appreciate them quite a bit. Uh, Are they still looking for a new drummer? They need a drummer, guys. 
they might know. need a drummer. Uh, they, they might need to inquire. They might. They did a really cool. We need a drummer. Yeah, it was awesome. PSA thing. Um, to reach out to them, you've got some time to work in with the band because COVID. They're not really playing a lot of shows. I don't think. So that's it. Go vote. <laughs>